0: Welcome back to the ATG podcast. Sets and reps time. We're going to go over two of our really key set rep philosophies. One that I kind of came up with. One that Keegan has, you know, really popularized for us. Uh, we absolutely love these. I'll be able to dive in today to my exact training that I'm doing right now and why these sets and reps. So, Keegan, why don't you take it off for us? This is Keegan, aka the ATG mentor on Instagram and YouTube Keegan was the first person I ever saw with my own eyes doing dedicated knees over toes training. All the light bulbs went off 10 years ago and saved my ass and knees. So dense, the idea of dense, uh, Keegan's going to break this down. This is the second program we do in ATG after zero. There's no really pressure on you. It's not like you're forced to do zero for X amount of time, but there's a lot to be gained from rebuilding from the ground up with your body weight, but then boom, dense comes in when we start adding weights why dense why do we you know when we go from body weight now when we start loading break down dense for us
1: initially the goal with dense was to give people a workout where they would have a massive sense of achievement and there was no doubt that they would progress they would be able to see that they're progressing The problem with traditional training where it's three sets of eight or five sets of five, people can do it in all sorts of different ways. They get the load, they use too much load, then they use not enough load. And from session to session, it's very confusing to know whether progress has been made. And if you don't know if you're making progress, then it's actually demotivating for progress. So we want to know that we are making progress and having that set load with the dense system, you complete it, you have a massive sense of achievement of, yes, I got that done. And, you know, you can come back for the next session and, and use more, use more load. And there's a lot of like ways you can play around with that to refine the, you know, you can finish with a maximal set, for example, if it wasn't quite enough, like as many reps as possible on the, on the last set. You but also that sense know of then that you can
0: do more and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to barrage you with questions because so, you live this and then I know what it's like on the outside looking in. Yeah. The three sets of eight shit worked well for me when I was like in my teens with my hormones ramping and I had never touched a bar. You know what I mean? But the three sets of eight runs out of effect. The 10 sets of 10, if you use good, like even if you start pretty light and use good form, like you're putting in the work, you know? So kind of break that down. Like, like what's the effect on your body of doing three sets of eight with maybe questionable form versus 10 sets of 10 with precise form?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, 24 reps versus 100 reps, regardless of which weight you choose, you're getting a lot more repetitions. Like it's just more time of actually doing the skill, which is going to help to build those neural patterns and develop the ability to do the movement. So just by nailing that and rehearsing it over and over again, your body becomes more aware of of where it is. You're getting the positions. You're also going to, you have a much more bigger likelihood of adding new muscle mass and, you know, creating that hormonal stress, um, tolerating lactic acid. Uh, there's there's a big mental component to this style of training as well, where you become tougher. Um, you just get on with it, you know, it burns and, and then you just keep going, you know, by the sixth set, you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to finish this. And then by the 10th you do, um, if you're doing, yeah, for example, 10 by 10, it's not a weight that's going to put a lot of stress on your connective tissues, which is a huge factor in ATG success and, Big reason why we needed dense strength was so that the connective tissues were not going to be um, getting hammered in terms of intensity, and we found that volume to be very therapeutic. So by getting the easy volume, you heal.
0: Yeah, let's take a slant board squat, and let's take ten by ten compared to three by eight over a twelve-week period. If you were to just do that three by eight the first time, what we see at the end of twelve weeks is that the person now has VMOs. They now look like someone with excellent squat form and they now are hitting positionings that actually develop the patellar tendon. I would bet money if you did you know, MRIs, biopsies, whatever the hell you do, I would bet the tendons change so much more from hitting the correct postures and positionings. And so why don't you break down, like when we coach people through the app, we see the 10th set and that determines whether we tell them to do more weight, less weight or the same. Why don't you break down though, the mental approach, you're going into a 12 week phase of dense, which we think is a nice amount of time to let it, you know, to let these gains accumulate. Like you can literally have different legs, different joints at the end of 12 weeks. What's your mindset going into the first week? Like, how do you mentally approach that 12 weeks?
1: Yeah. You know that you've got a a long road ahead and it's okay to finish the session feeling fresh. Like it's, it's good to train like that most of the time. For most people, if the, if the goal is to go and play a sport or if the, you know, you have, it other could take 10 minutes.
0: Life. Yeah. It could take 10. If it's a single leg exercise, it could take 20 minutes. Yeah. Do, do your three leg days a week. We're talking about less. We're talking about short sessions. So that's Understand why people it. ask, can you train in season and stuff like that? Yeah. Yes. Because you're not just trying to ramp up to some heavy weight, get no work done. The sessions are so fast. You get so much done, but anyways, continue on the mental approach. Like it's week one, it's week one. What's your thought on your form and stuff, you know, as it goes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good, like you don't, you're not stressing about the load. So because you take that ego factor out of like, what's my top weight going to be today? Is it going to be a new personal best? Is it going to be within you know, a few percent for most guys, for a lot of guys, those numbers really matter. If you take the pressure off yourself, then you can really just focus on how well can I use this weight? How can I make the most of this weight rather than trying to fly through the sets? It's like how can I get the most out of every repetition? And and you're you know it's it helps to be more processed focused rather than um, just you know bored during your warm up sets where you're not really focused and then trying to either you either get that top set or you don't and that determines whether you're a success or a failure for the day. It's not like- you're also on a timer.
0: Right. You're on a timer. So you're building that mental toughness. You're building the, you take the command and then you build the control of your body. And you know what I mean? So like, I I feel like that timer is a huge component. Here's what I noticed. You came up with dense, like we kind of had this just aha moment. You were already doing dense on a lot of different exercises from squats to chin ups and stuff like that, and just getting absurd results. And then I was doing ATG, which is unorthodox exercises. Then last fall we went, Holy shit we've been missing gold, applied dents to these ATG movements. So what I noticed, I then finished it in the winter, less than a year ago, and taking the ATG split squat, for example, once a week, 10 sets of five per side in 20 minutes. So you you, kind of take your time, but still 20 minutes to get in 10 sets. My form changed dramatically. So the idea in week one is let me send into my form coach the most magical form but by week 12, you're doing weights that you used to not be able to do with shitty form. So your mobility completely changes. The, the effect on mobility of three sets of eight on an ATG split squat versus 10 sets of five without resting too long. So you kind of keep the blood there, but you're also not going too far. So like you get just enough recovery. So by the end, you're actually able to use like quality weight, but that shit feels light. Your ankles change, your legs change. Remember everyone was commenting like, dang, Ben, you're like your, your leg muscles have grown. And you can actually see the difference in the zero videos that I shot in the summer last year versus then by the end of the dense videos, my yeah. legs had changed. Definitely. And if anyone out there jumps at a very high level, you have to jump to maintain that level. Like you, you can't maintain like 40 plus inch jumps and stuff like that without practicing your jumps. Or so I thought. So I finally got to do a jump session last week I get to do another one. This I get to do them every other week now. And it's as high as I've ever jumped. And I was wearing barefoot shoes. So I'm literally less, I'm literally closer to the ground. I have less elevation, less cushion, not a basketball shoe, less grip, whatever, and jumping as high as ever. So that showed a lot to me. And I think by now continuing, I now have better training. And now I'm adding to that, you know, every, you know, every other week doing a jump session. Anyways, that was proof to me if you change your lower body in terms of mobility and strength and stuff like that, your body's just easier to move. So I don't think that, I don't think that athletes, dads, anyone really has to do as much jumping as they think if you really get the the training right. So anyways, that was my experience with dense, total game changer. Then I went on to standards. I like that approach of, of, you know, doing the volume work now. And now you know your strength so well, and you're so much healthier that now when you go into standards, it's just like much easier to like, Work up to good stats, but that brings us to the whole next thing that we were going to talk about, and you can even touch more on dense if more ideas come to mind. Now I'm on zero again, but I'm doing I'm doing advanced zero. So now I'm doing I'm taking the the gold of zero. So why don't you first break down for us the idea? Even if you're the most advanced person in the world, I'm doing one leg day body weight, one leg day loaded. That's advanced zero. Now there's two different leg days. So this body weight leg day. Why would someone advanced who's worked with weights their whole life? Why the hell would you go back to body weight?
1: It's a good question. Uh, It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like in, in the end, like it's about hitting the movements and it's about, you know, can you master the positions and taking again, taking the ego out of it? Like, I think that's a huge part of dance. I think it's a huge part of zero is like, yeah, it doesn't matter what weight you can deal with. It matters how well your body is actually going to move. And zero really brings it back to like, what can I do with my body? And I think zero has just completely changed the game on body weight, lower body training. You know, upper body training with body weight has become more common over the last sort of 10, 15 years. Like it's it's really grown a lot. But guys are now completing these zero lower body sessions and going like, wow, that was that was a full-on bodybuilding session for my legs and I did not touch You know, I am the whole session.
0: (laughs) And we're seeing so many freaking 40 year olds jumping the highest of their life. That's like, and and not with, we don't have like special technique or something, you know, like, it's just like, that's a huge indicator of the, of the Achilles tendons and the patellar tendons. I think that's a huge indicator of this style. You have video of you and Sonny Bill Williams doing sets of a hundred on the slam board. And you were able to to kick his ass and achieve better positions. And you had better knees. It doesn't mean you're a better athlete than him, but his knees were the limiting point for him. Do you see what I'm saying? The limiting point. Would he have beat you on a trap bar deadlift? Yeah. probably. He probably yeah. would have beat you on a trap bar deadlift, right? Yeah. He's but you were able to beat him on a bodyweight slant board squat. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's that's kind of where it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like most people don't run into just – if you can train an area – without any pain, hitting the right positionings, then it becomes super easy to improve. So most of us like over the course of our lifting career, we get less and less able to handle these positions. So that was just a good example that had we known about this stuff sooner, had it been more common, so many people could have, uh, I got, I got the baby. We might be, you might have to, you might have to, uh, hi buddy. He's a super happy little guy, but sometimes he wakes up a little bit upset. So, all right. So I'm going to describe it and then you're going to explain it and I'm going to help cheer up on it. So now I do two different leg days on advanced zero. And one day I'm doing these high rep, you know, 25 plus rep body weight sets, just one to two sets. Um, this particularly helps even out weak sides because like if you, so if, if you can, if you're weak on an exercise, you do two sets. If it's a strong point, you do one set. If one side's weaker, you do two sets on the week. Hi, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, you just woke up. And then my my loaded leg day, I do 20 full recovery, 15 full recovery, 10 full recovery, five full recovery. So it's – why don't you break this down for us? I got a 10 to Onyx. 10, yeah, carry, I, us home. carry us home. I would like say plenty. the
1: 2015 10, 5 is equally as important, if not more important, than, than dense strength. Like dense gives you that foolproof system for muscle hypertrophy tolerance to volume the 2015 10 5 is the best way i've seen to get to that top set of five you're getting a bunch of volume there's no risk at all uh, in the warm-up like you're, you're you're getting a lot of repetitions so rather than just warming up with fives where you're like bored because it's not a weight that really is going to significantly impact anything when you're using the the 20s and the 15s then you are still getting a little bit of a burn within the, within the set, but you're not going to, uh, you know, you're just preparing for that, for that top set in a better way. It's more time efficient than doing like, you're not rushing to the top set in terms of like just doing a couple of quick sets and then getting your heavy work because the volume is there but then it's not like really drawn out. Like if you do 10 sets of five and you're going up in weight, every set, you end up doing a lot of high intensity sets. So I really like it as an approach to get to your top set more efficiently.
0: Totally. I think they complement each other really well. And I think they're really similar. And I still think that the flow from zero dense standards and then coming back, coming back to a advanced zero and doing it this way. Like it's a, it's a lot of reps, you know, um, Advanced zero is a lot of reps. So as much as I'm like, wow, I could do this the rest of my life. I probably will then get to a point where then I'll want to do dense and do more sets of less reps. You know what I mean? So I I think they'll just end up really complementing each other. But yeah, in terms of the joint positioning, if I were to only do sets of five by doing the 20, then the 15, then the 10, then the five, I've already put in so much work. And now my positioning is so good on the set of five that it's not just like, how much weight can I do for a set of five? It's like, how much weight can I do? With like unbelievable form with my joints feeling just like golden. So I think, I just think it's going to create new gains. And then I think it's going to balance really well with dense. Um, any final words? Uh, I, uh, I'm on, I I'm on it. daddy I, duty. Yeah. I got final words today.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that if, if, if you take on these two methods and you kind of solidify them in your thinking today, people who are listening to this, if you, if you go like, yeah, I've got dance, I understand that. It's, it's, you know, every, every minute I start a new set, I'm really focused. I don't get distracted when I'm in the gym. I know what my numbers are. I know what I've been yep. to before. If you have that clear and you go through a progression over a 12 week period, like you are going to make significant muscle gains with that. Like in any muscle people ask all the time, like, what about this muscle? What about that muscle? You're going to make Anything. gains when you, when you apply those methods. Absolutely. If you know that you got that 2015 10-5, then you always know you can get and, and check out, you know, where you're at for five reps. Uh, it doesn't have to be maximal, as we say. But when you warm it up and practice in that way, you're also getting a lot of practice on the movement. So you're going to take it to another level. I think they're they're very different ways to approach it. And if you keep progressing on both of them, it just moves everything up. So you move between that volume focus and then a bit more of an intensity focus. It's a really yep. proven way to approach training, but we've just simplified it and made it more time efficient, which I think is you know the two biggest things that we all need in, the, in yeah. the 21st century.
0: So true. Yeah. And the time efficiency, honestly, is amazing right now because I know going into the week, I have one loaded session and one body weight session and the body weight session takes way less time, but it's challenging in its own way. So it's like, it's just much easier to plan everything. And then it's the same for the upper body. So the general schedule is Monday loaded legs, Tuesday body weight upper. So you do that heavy session on Monday, but now it's like much easier to face doing uh, body weight, hips, and upper body, then take Wednesday off. Now you got a body weight leg session, and then you finish out the week with a loaded hips and upper. So that is what I'm doing right now. My plan is to do this for a full year to just really live this concept for a full year, because I've never trained this way with the perfect balance of body weight and loaded. So I'm loving it. The recovery is unbelievable. Only four training sessions, two body weight, two loaded onyx is jumping through the roof. you're Onyx jumping through the roof. So you're, uh, that, yeah. You're getting Onyx prepped for when Onyx is r- on the jumps. <laughs> exactly. All right. Keegan. Good to see you, Onyx. Getting right. work. ATG, thanks. ATG, thanks you. And uh, Onyx, thanks us both for wrapping it up.
1: Bye bye. Chat soon.
0: <laughs> All right.